Staying Alive in Paragliding, a podcast series with your host, Steph Juncker from Cape Town, South Africa, the owner of Parapax Tandem Paragliding and a competition pilot of 23 years. Real podcasts for real pilots to learn from, to laugh at, and to enjoy the funny and crazy stories that go with it. And traveling to Mount Olympus, where I have great pleasure in introducing Stelios. And in the background would be Claudia. He was just telling me how naughty he always is. He's a wonderful man who has one of the oldest paragliding schools in the world called Olympic Wings. Uh, he was 30 years old when Stelios moved from Athens, four hours north to Mount Olympus, one of the geologically oldest mountains in the world. 26 years that that business exists. It's five minutes to the coast. They have six sites that they fly around May and 15 sites that they fly the rest of the year all over the place in traditional, beautiful Greece. Stelios, welcome onto the podcast. Awesome that you are here. Hello, mate. Nice to, to see you again, even on the Skype. Really good. <laughs> Smiley, like always. <laughs> crazy, like always. <laughs> you are right. Uh, smiling and crazy, like always. I have just heard your news that from today, everything is open again in Greece. We are the 3rd of May, and only 143 people have died in Greece. So Greek government have decided that people can be free again and stop the idiotic uh idea of us being completely and totally locked up in our houses for no reason how things today in greece uh, how is it for you to have a wonderful school there to go flying to do courses explain please well here we are to we are very very lucky we are actually we are extremely lucky the area is uh is very nice we have a lot of uh, big mountains uh, smaller mountains uh, smaller hills the weather is very good. We have um, the weather is between the Greek flatlands of Thessaly and the sea of and the sea Olympus is a big mountain uh, right in the middle with a really uh, strong uh, microclimate. The weather from the sea always makes the conditions mild, and the weather from the flatlands towards Olympus gives us uh, quite uh, strong thermals and sometimes uh, strong conditions, cross country conditions, which is very good. These two climates are combined together, so uh, depends uh, the weather, it depends the group we have or the students we have, which is uh, mild areas or stronger thermic uh, uh, areas with stronger thermic conditions. Uh, general, we are very lucky because we don't have a lot of pilots here, so it's, uh, it's quiet, it's not busy. Many times on the takeoff, you know, you go to areas and you have to wait for the takeoff. Uh, here the the takeoffs uh, are quite big, so no stress. Now the season uh, started uh, for us uh, this uh, February. We had already our first groups, and then the garden started. So we had to, but we still we could still go for uh, for paragliding for ourselves. So we we really we didn't stop flying. Okay, students. We have some students from America, so they will uh, they will start the lessons. And some Greek guys, of course. So hopefully that the life go on like it was before, slowly, slowly. We're looking forward. These days, it was the first time in my life I had uh, a, an experience like this, you know. To be very honest, we had uh, really nice holidays with my wife. 
we spend some really beautiful moments on the on the mountain you know and we really enjoy ourselves but uh, we found out that we missing uh, we miss the pilots actually it's not only our job we found out that it is not our job it's not only matter of money it's matter of the people around I need to have pilots around me. I need to have these people, you know. I need to look the sky. I need to worry about people flying. I need to see these smiley faces uh, uh, on, the, on the landing, uh, you know. It's, uh, so things like this, you know, a difficult moments like this. I think at the very end, this is, I thought, how good job, how lucky I am to do this job in my life, you know, all these years, to be surrounded uh, by people which we have really the same interest, the sky. Yeah, hopefully at this we have to realize that it is not only business, you know, paragliding is not a business, for sure. You cannot get rich out of this, for sure, but you can have, you can get rich in your heart, you know, and in your soul with this, with this job. It's, it's unbelievable. You have people from all over the place. You just mentioned you've got a group coming from America. The hosting is our main business, actually. Winter, spring and autumn. And in the summertime, our main business is the tandem flights. This is how we set up Olympic Wings. Now, during the, the summertime as well, we have a, this year we are going to have two months, which we, will, we are going to do cross-country seminars. It's going to be for two months. It's going to be on the main side of Olympus at Calivia, where it is on the southwest side of the mountain, which you have the biggest sides of the mountain, the highest sides, and there as well you have the flatlands. Yeah, there we have as well the ministry, the mayor house, uh, have, uh, giving us an old traditional school, which it was built. It's a big old building, which we use it now, took it, and we use it a lot for people staying, and as well uh, the classrooms for teaching and our theory, and as well the area is directly on the mountain of Olympus at the 1,200 meters. So this summer we are going to spend uh, two months doing this. We have already a lot of people from all over the world booked. Well, it seems to be very popular, and I can uh, completely echo what you were saying, that Mount Olympus is an absolutely fantastic place to fly. For those who don't know, Mount Olympus is actually right near the coast. So you have two weather systems, as Stelios was telling me a little bit earlier. Uh, the one uh, system is a kind of flatland flying. So you take off at 1,700 meters, you launch into thermals, which are, uh, you are on the east side of, the mountain, so you're getting sun in the morning. The main sites of Olympus is south, southwest, where we fly. We, you can start, we start, even there, we start 10 o'clock in the morning. We take off 10 o'clock in the morning in the summertime because it's working already very, very good. So we have the whole day in front of us. And we have the opportunity to fly near the mountain in the morning. And as the day goes long, we have the opportunity to go to the flatlands. And there we have many possibilities for cross-country and uh, many kilometers, actually. And we, it's easy for us to teach our, uh, our uh, students because it's very friendly, uh, the terrain. I mean, we have a lot of big fields, really huge ones with uh, very nice landings, not electricity lines. So it's, it's very easy for us to teach new people, to introduce new people in the cross-country and in thermaling. So we have strong conditions, we have strong thermals, basically. But we have a lot of nice, big landing fields, very safe, you know, strong conditions, but with really safe, not big mountains in the front. So to create uh, or valleys to create turbulence and whatever. So it's, it's quite easy, let's say.
all these years, because the summertime, we spend a lot of time with, uh, with the tandems, as you, you do yourself, basically, in the season. The tandem flight is good. You make a good income, whatever. But uh, we decide that uh, this year we want to take uh, less of this. So myself, I will not fly so many tandem flights this year, three to 500 tandem flights per year. This year, I decide I want to have less and I want to spend more with the pilots. Uh, across country, you know, so I, I want to change a little bit the the style of, of my life. I don't want to go uh, anymore busy, 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 busy. I want to spend more time flying. As I told you, this guarantee thing, this lockdown, the, the, the whole situation with the coronavirus, and our president in this association, which is Michalis Tsukias, he is uh, most uh, famous uh, climbers in the world. He had the biggest company called, called Trekking Alas in Greece. You know, he was one of the first people who went in Himalaya as well, Kleiber and whatever. So he was our president there and we was in this meeting uh, teaching people about cri- business crisis. What can happen if there happen an accident in your company, let's say, how you can uh, work with this crisis and what you have to do for your company, okay? Mm-hmm. So we was teaching there, you know, I was a part, I was teaching about the paragliding. After we left in Greece, it was a very big event, 150 different companies from all over Greece. Theory with the university, a lot of practice. It was a really good thing, you know, it was uh, something fantastic. Um, when we left there, we found out on the television that Michalis, the guy, just the president, he had the coronavirus. And so I was right next to him, the whole thing, uh, the whole, and my whole family was in this seminar. My wife was in the seminar. My daughter was in the seminar. You know, myself, I was next to him all the time. And suddenly, after we left, two, two days later, he was in the hospital with a pneumonia. And 10 days later, he, he died. Directly after this, he started the lockdown. So I spent myself 15 days in guarantee, as the protocol says, you know. And in these 15 days, <laughs> I had, uh, you know, I was my family as well with me, you know, and whatever. So uh, thank God I had nothing, not even a flu or nothing happened to us, my whole family. But in these 15 days, you know, uh, I had a long time to think. Okay, so... Um, First of all, uh, you listen in the news, most of the businesses are going down. It was beginning of the season, tourism is going down. A lot of tandem companies, a lot of paragliding holidays companies, a lot of hotels, whatever, they get bankrupt already in Greece, okay? So I said, first thing I saw this, so I, I said, okay, doesn't matter, you know, my company is okay. So far we did... Uh, quite good, you know, we have no problem actually with this, you know, Olympic Wings it will, it's, strong, it's strong, it's a strong company, we will stay very good, we have uh, we have the flow to, to keep like this and no, or even if we don't work at all, you know, we have no stress, you know, so, but I thought about you have everything, you know, I have good cars, <clears throat> I have my caravan, I have my mobile home, I have a land on the mountain, I live, I have a, my own house, a very fantastic house next to the coast. I have a nice family. I have a nice wife. She's next to me, whatever. I said, do I have the health to go on? You know, what it will happen if tomorrow suddenly the coronavirus uh, will start again? Or if I, if I already get it and uh, if I go to the hospital, if I get pneumonia, <laughs> if I die as my best friend did, 
He goes, next to me, huh? it was unbelievable. We use the same microphone. And then I say, fuck, man, you know, what it is? What is what is the benefit, really, we have? We did all this year, you know, all this year. And then I, I ask, you ask me, I tell you all this, because you ask me what it was the best thing, the funniest thing you had with your company. And I will tell you, every day, every day with my job, every day, I have fun. Every single moment. I am with people with the same interest around me. Most of these people, they come in my holidays. We have uh, almost 2,000 pilots per year coming to us. And we have more than half are regular customers. We have customers, they come with us 25 years. So uh, these customers, they are not anymore customers, as you realize that they are Olympic Wings members. They are good friends. You know, there are people who they worry about me and I worry about them. So it's, it's my family. So my job is my family, fucking hell, huh? you know. So these days I had the time to think and say to myself, you're so lucky to do this job. You are so lucky to be with these people. You are so lucky to, to work with a passion, really, which is paragliding, yeah, the mountain, the way of life and whatever. And then this year I say, okay, man, you know, it's say, thank God what you have. And I'm so rich and I'm so rich because I have so many good friends. I have a very good job, which is, doesn't matter about the money, you know. The, the job is just my happiness. You know, because I know you many years, I know your passion with this. I know how you fly, I see you how you fly, I see you when you go for tandems, what you do with your passengers, I see you when you see the pilots, I see your smile, I see everything, yeah? And I, I'm, I'm sure that this coronavirus, it will, uh, how lucky we are, okay? And how rich we are with what we have. You know, what I'm hearing from you is something that I have found in very, very few places in the world. Two years ago, I had the chance to visit in Iran, and I found Iranians to be something like the same mentality, the same openness, the same friendliness that Greek people were, let's say, 20 or 30 years ago, because as you know, the times have also changed, Stelios, and you know that people in the world have been given the selfie syndrome where we have to look to ourselves and turn our back on our family. It's happened a lot around the world. I love to still tell the story of the Greek fishermen. And I've probably told it 150, if not 200 times to people. The Greek fisherman who smoked me a cigarette resting down on the beach next to the small harbor. And an American businessman comes down there and he's looking around. He's his first time in Greece. And there he sees the Greek fisherman who's not wearing great clothes. And he's just smoking a cigarette. And the Greek and the American businessman comes over and he says, hey, how are you doing? And the Greek fisherman stops smoking for a moment. He says, hey, hi. The American businessman says, what are you doing? He says, I'm just smoking a cigarette and I'm relaxing here. The American businessman, he doesn't understand this. And he says, what do you do in your life? He says, well, what do you mean? He says, yeah, what do you do professionally? What do you do? He says, I'm a fisherman. I go fishing on a Wednesday afternoon. If the weather's bad, maybe it's Wednesday morning. But otherwise, you know, if we miss one week, it's just okay. I catch a few fish. I sell the fish. And my family and I live a modest life like that. And the American businessman can't understand. And he says, why don't you work? three or four days a week, and then you can get a second boat, and then you could actually build up a fleet of boats, and you could make a lot of money, and you could relax, really, really relax. And the Greek fisherman pulls on his cigarette, and he says, hey, dude, what do you think I'm doing? <laughs> For me to hear your stories, Stelios, and to see the simplicity of life, where you are just saying, wow, thank God, I have my health, my family are okay, my best friend who I shared a microphone at a conference the other day died, people will die, and life will go on. 
I see tandem pilots in Cape Town. The world has fallen apart because they have a two or three month break of paragliding. For crying out loud, our lives go on. The tourists will come back to Cape Town and the tourists will still come to Greece. Tell me a very funny story of a little girl who was making a tandem flight at the small church place, which I love. This family, they had a, a kitten, a nice, beautiful white kitten with them all the time, you know, and they're strolling. It was a, a kitten from this uh, girl, which uh, I said to her, okay, now you have to leave the cat to your parents and to your family, and you have to come to me, and I'm going to make you ready for tandem. Dressed the girl, you know, everything was uh, fantastic, and we flew, and then as we was in the sky, I was uh, saying to the girl, oh, look this how beautiful view we have, look the mountain on the left, and look at the coast, and uh, look the glider on top, how it's, it's our mass, and then we see the glider on top, and we see something was moving in the glider, you know. First of all, I thought, mm, maybe it was a big stone inside, you know, it was rolling a little bit, and it was stopping, maybe it was some leaves, you know, maybe some, what is it was a little bit crazy, you know. And then we go for landing, and suddenly as we land, then the little kitten came out. I was very lucky. You know, that was a really funny story. Uh, flying kitten, yes. I know a story like that. Uh, I've never met the person who was involved in it, but it was a small dog, one of these Maltese poodles, that also got caught in the cell of the glider. But unfortunately, the dog came to the front and, and fell out of the, of the glider. So it wasn't so... So sweet, like the story. You have another great story for me about a famous climber who came to your area to learn to paraglide. And he said there's three kinds of people. Yeah. Many years ago, we had this uh, famous climber came in Olympus to climb Mount Olympus. And he came to my school and he says, Asa will be here for a week. I want you to teach me to introduce me paragliding. This person was a really wise person, you know, was uh, very, he had a few fingers on his uh, feet missing because of the of the f- freezing things, you know, a really experienced guy, you know. And he says to me, you know, paragliding is like climbing. The people which uh, they interfere in this sport, really crazy, you know. And he says to me, we have three different categories in the sport. We have the first category of people, which is uh, really doing the sport. They, they love, they do it just for the sport. They do it for or for the climbing or for the paragliding. You have the second category, which they have to, they do it because they have to prove something. So, and the third category, which is the madness. You know, the crazy, really crazy people. He says to me, you have to really think which category you are. You have to stay there and think where you are and where you are in this sport and you realize how, how long you're going to be in this sport. Yeah, I, I love it uh, that, that the famous climber compares climbing and paragliding. I've, I've never really heard somebody comparing the two in such a close way. But he talks about the three people, those, and we all know people who are quite happy to go for just a small flight. I have a friend, he is happy with a 15-second flight of his dune. And he flies 15 seconds down onto the beach from a small dune. That's cool for him. It's enough. And then I know another guy, he's just all the clothes. And it's more important that on Facebook he's showing that he is paragliding. Any girls on Tinder have to see he is on paragliding. And then, of course, the crazy people. Are we part of the crazy people, Stelios? <laughs> I think we are. <laughs> Now, tell me about the two doctors from the UK who came to learn paragliding at your place. We have two doctors. We had two doctors here. You know, this was really post people, you know, very high 
quality doctors, you know, every year they used to go for a different sport. One year for diving, you know, the next year we are going for skiing somewhere. The next year we want to learn paragliding. So they came and it was this this woman, you know, at the beginning she goes, listen, everything, you know, very good on the radio. So it was the first high flight. First high flight, it was the instructor, actually it was Claudia on the landing. Uh, me on the takeoff, she take off really good. I said, really good, yo, it was your name. Yo, everything very nice, you go really good. Please go to the left. Yeah? Because you take off or north, and if you go uh, straight, you go towards the beach, the sea, which is quite difficult for landing, you know. You, it's a distance of three and a half kilometers, really. But we have the normal landing field, which is very near. The instructor was there, huge place for landing, really nice. Yo, she does not react, just flies to go to the beach. Me at the beginning, uh, change radios, of course, immediately. She didn't listen, anything, you know. Yo, please go to the left, go towards the landing field. Please go there, please, nice. Then, you know, I start really screaming at her, nothing happened. So take fast my glider, take off behind her, fly really next to her, you know, take her slowly, speak to her, and slowly she came to towards the landing and then suddenly she reacted and everything uh, finished safe and nice, you know. And, then, and I, her husband says to me, you know, oh, you know something, you know, you have to speak very, very, very calm to you, you know, really smooth and really nice. I said, man, you know, I just, I just want to teach her paragliding. I don't want to fuck her, you know. <laughs> That's a, a good story, you know. It's very good. It's very good that we have to teach people who they like the sport. Not they just going to go one one year this, the other year this. They are nothing, these people. You know what I mean? It's, it's unbelievable, yeah. If you are paragliding, you are paragliding. You're not just paragliding once or twice a year. And Greece has so many great things to offer. You are one hour from Thessaloniki. You are four hours from Athens. But you are not the only place in Greece. A few years ago, I think it was the last time I came to visit you, actually. I had a small rental car, a Nissan Micra, that I rented for one whole month. And it cost me just 300 euros to rent the car. Straight from the airport, there was a representative there to meet me, to check the car with me. It wasn't a brand new car, but who cares if it's got a little bash or a ding here. 300 euros for a whole month and to travel all around Greece. You can still find accommodation for 12 and 15 euros right on the beach or just one road behind the beach. The produce, the things you eat, the, the kalimera that you hear when people greet you in the mornings in Greece. You are everybody's friend immediately. Go to Greece, people. If you've never been island hopping around, it's really cheap to jump on a ferry just with you and your backpack or your paraglider. You're just a, a, a pedestrian on the ferry. You go from one island to another. You visit islands. I'm sure Stelios and Claudia are more than happy if you leave your glider at their place when you are taking a ride with one of the participants up to Thessaloniki or down to Athens to go to Pireos to get onto the islands, to go and travel. If you haven't been to Meteora before, if you haven't been traveling around to Kalamata or down on Peloponnese or some of the religious places, you have to go and see Greece. Tell us more reasons that you think that I've been missing. I come with, from a family which my father used to be a chef at hotels. My, the brother of my father used to be manager at hotels. My mother, she had a, a rental apartments when I was young. So as, a, as you understand, uh, from really small, as a baby, when I remember myself, I was with foreigners. 
with tourists. My girlfriend was from abroad because I, I worked in hotels from really young, you know, so all my, my I've been in my life with only three <laughs> Greek girls, okay? All the rest was uh, <laughs> from all over the world, you know, and, and it's uh, from everywhere you can imagine, really. My first wife, she was British, my second wife is German, you know, my kids have a British passport as well, so I'm a little bit international and I'm surrounded <laughs> all the time with with foreigners. So I was around Greece a lot with my dad, you know, with many different hotels in many different areas and whatever. What is the fantastic thing with Greece? Because everybody thinks that Greece is an island or Greece is islands. No, it's wrong. Greece is, has a huge mainland and we are mainly mountains. For paragliding, it's a paradise because you have mountains, big mountains, which sometimes they go towards the sea. They finish towards the sea and the coast and whatever. Islands as well, all our islands, they have mountains. So you can do paragliding basically everywhere. You know, we have a lot of organized areas, of course, for paragliding. But you can, if you like, uh, you can walk somewhere and you can open your glider and you can fly. Thank God, so far, we don't have regulations like other countries. You know, paragliding is more free. You can go and you can fly everywhere, basically. Well, this is a very good thing, I believe, for us, for a for the paragliding community is very good. Sometimes you have some little problems because some people, they don't really, when you have something, when it's something for free, okay, and you can fly free everywhere, you have to be a little bit careful. I mean, if you if you fly near a monastery, you don't have to go on top of the monastery and disturbing the, the people there because they, they are there for the quietness or some little things like that. But the main thing is that in Greece you can come and you can fly basically for free everywhere. You know, it's, that's, that's a fact really. And Greece has a lot of mountains, a lot of takeoffs, a lot of landings and very friendly people. People on the landings, you can go, you land in somewhere in their own land and he comes with a watermelon, he comes with a tomato, he comes with everything he has really and with a big smile, even if you kill a little bit of his plants, doesn't matter for him. He's feeling happy that you are landing in his area. This, this is Greece. So of course, everywhere you found people which they like the foreigners. Greek people, they like the foreigners. But Greek people, they are not hard workers. It's people which they coming in Greece, like from the Germany, from Austria, from England, from America, whatever. And it's like the story with the fisherman. They believe they come here and they have to see what they have in their own countries. No, guys, here in Greece, we are not hard workers. We was never hard workers, you know. We never work hard in our lives because Greece is what we are. We, are. we used to be philosophers and we used to be sailors. This is our job. This is how we are uh, during, the whole, during the years, you know. This is how Greece developed. Greek people, they never work hard. This is the part of our mentality. If you have to put us in a factory, working with the time and checking the, the cart, we are not Greece. This is not Greece. Go somewhere else. Okay. If you come here, <laughs> people they will smoking their cigarette, as you say. You know they will start thinking and they like to talk. And this is what you get when you come in Greece. You getting relaxed. Yeah. Absolutely. It. And time slows down if you go to Greece. You will see endless. A guy from New York City where it's constantly busy. He doesn't understand why no one is pushing the hooter and saying. 
come on, fuck guy, move your taxi out the way. No, relax. I'm just talking to my friend for a minute. What's your hurry? I'm sitting here having a coffee, playing a game of backgammon, and the Greek men are always sitting at the cafe talking politics. They love it. The TV's going on in the background, and it's fantastic. Eating a small little meze, some beautiful olives or some feta cheese. I've been in, in, in a small supermarket in Greece and counted no less than 20 kinds of olives for sale in a small supermarket. It's cheap as chips, and it's fantastic to travel around in Greece. Highly, highly recommend it. There are so many reasons to visit such a great country. And you've said it. You've said it yourself being a Greek. The Greeks are not hard workers. Don't blame them for that. Go there, enjoy it, and fit in, and just have a great time. Uh, guys, just think how lucky you are in this sport, how lucky we are to do this sport. Hold each another on the takeoff. Help each another on the takeoff. Be together. And help to stay this sport and to create more. Bring more people, newer people, and look a little bit for the older people. Stelios, absolutely a pleasure to have you and Claudia very shortly. She just showed her face quickly, but she's a little bit shy of the camera or the microphone. I say thank you very much for joining us today, my friend, and see you yeah. soon. Thank you very much. It was really big pleasant. Anytime to see your smiley face and your, cra your crazy smiley face, I would say. And I hope I see you this summer here. We fly together. I really, really hope to see you again. I hope so too.